Hello, and welcome to Heart Points, a one-to-one RPG actual play podcast. I am your mecha pilot and brother, Zach. And I am your other mecha pilot and other brother, Gavin. And this is Chasing the Ace. How are you, my brother? I am doing just fine. How are you? I'm doing very well. Very excited to play Chasing the Ace. Yeah. So as uh, you have probably devised, Diana is not with me this week for, uh, I don't know, some reasons probably. Uh, We are recording this episode kind of just to uh, keep in our back pocket until we need something to release. Uh, we, We have some big family changes coming up, so we are expecting possibly having some... Uh, turbulence with episode releases trying to get that extra backlog up yeah 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 um trying to build that backlog so uh it's the holiday season gavin is out from his grad school in uh the far the far west the far west (laughs) of pennsylvania yeah um and so uh, i thought i would have him record an episode with me and when i asked what he was interested in playing he said he wanted very graciously and kindly, and I appreciated this a lot, uh, wanted to play the Descended from the Queen game I wrote called uh, Chasing the Ace. Uh, it's a game based on uh, Alex Roberts's For the Queen about mecha pilots who have to decide whether or not they're going to commit treason. Yeah, and like anytime I get to even like role play as a mecha pilot, mm-hmm. your boy is down. <laughs> yeah. Giant robots? Hell yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of great mech games coming out uh, lately, and um, it, it's a genre I love. Um, I got a whole bunch of mech stuff strewn around uh, the recording studio, so it's definitely a genre that I'm very much a fan of. Do you think it's because we grew up playing Armored Core? Um, I were so into mechs. I mean, for me, it was Zoids. Oh, that's true. I guess Zoids did come before armored core yeah well actually no for me the first mecha series that i got really into was escaflone um and a little i guess gundam gundam was around when gundam wing was really big when i was growing up and so and g gundam also came out on the toonami block and i weirdly i had a weird relationship with wing that i just could not really get into wing it was like very slow and political Okay. G Gundam, I got into a little bit, but I also like thought the G Gundam was too goofy. And then I remember when Eighth MS Team came out on, I think that was Toonami's Midnight Run, the the Toonami late night block mm-hmm. that was like before Adult Swim. I was obsessed with Eighth MS Team. I thought Eighth MS Team was the coolest. So a lot of a lot of mech media. Yeah. For you, it was probably Armored Core. Oh yeah. Well. I- we were all really into Zoids, and yeah. Um, so, come to think of it, yeah, it's uh, Zoids definitely helps because Zoids were the coolest. Zoids was so friggin' cool. I miss Zoids, dude. Uh, and then Armored Core, dude. I used to play that game constantly. Armored Armored Core is my favorite. Like, you have like the super robots that are like a little more like Gundam esque, or like things that can do like weird cool stuff mm-hmm. uh and then you have like the more traditional mechs that are like to me like battle tech or mech warrior mm-hmm. armored core is my favorite of like the the quote-unquote realistic looking mechs right. where they like they don't take aims to look organic at all like they just look like robots yeah they look like humanoid shaped like most of them have like two arms two legs a head and then they just carry 
massive weapons. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. And I think that's why I really liked it, too. And I think the same thing for Zoids, too, because Zoids were, like, these animals that did cool things. Yeah, but they look really mechanic. Or they look really yeah. organic, rather. Uh, I don't think they look as... Like, they don't look as military as, like, Armored Core. Right, but they don't look as organic as, like, Evangelion. Well, yeah, that's true. But there's reasons for that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So we are, we are playing uh, Chasing the Ace. Uh, we had a really... We played it already had a really good game um it was my first time actually playing the game and i thought our game turned out fantastic it was my second time playing and everything turned out so different from the first time i played it it was wild yeah honestly yeah so uh, we hope that you enjoy the episode and without further ado this is chasing the ace For decades, humanity has been fighting a war of attrition against giant, monstrous enemies known as Nephilim. The Nephilim killed millions in their initial onslaught. From the destruction, the paramilitary organization called Pyramon rose. With advanced technology, Pyramon forged new weapons to fight back against the Nephilim. Massive machines in the shape of humankind, called Echion. You're an Echion pilot in Pyramon's most decorated squadron, led by the greatest pilot of them all, the Ace. Mission after mission, the Ace has led you to victory. Together you have saved countless lives and turned the tide of the war. But something has come over the Ace. Tonight they're going to steal their Echeon from the Pyramon. You don't know why, but you know they're about to do something rash, something reckless. They've confided the secret in you, their squadron. They hope you will join them. With you, they say, they might succeed. Their actions are treason, punishable by execution. Whether they fail or succeed, everything you fought for could be thrown into chaos. Come midnight, the Ace will make their move. Will we stand by their side and fight like hell together, or leave them to face the consequences of their actions alone? So I will draw the first card. What small ritual do you perform before every sortie? In the corner of my dorm, I have a small shrine dedicated to, I think it's a small shrine dedicated to my wife that I lost during like the initial Nephilim onslaught. Uh, And before every sortie, I light some incense um, and burn it. Uh, And if it's a planned sortie, I'll spend like some time kind of reflecting and and sitting in front of the shrine and if it's not planned i'll just like light it really quick and like stick it in the incense burner and then run out the door okay so were you a pilot before your wife was killed no so is it like a revenge kind of thing that you're is that why you became a pilot um no i think i was i think i volunteered um because i didn't have anything left to lose and a lot of people needed help so i volunteered uh with pyramon and then slowly moved up to become an etchian pilot like i think i was like a volunteer like mechanic at first and then i eventually became a a pilot okay why did you become an (laughs) etchian pilot oh um i became an etchian pilot because my family was always like 
always militant. Like everyone, like all of the men in my family before me, they were all part of some sort of uh, military branch. And once the world was kind of like thrown into chaos, this was the main thing. Like people, th- there's not really a military anymore. There's the Pyramon. That's, that's it. So I think I just kind of followed tradition because that's just all I really knew. Is your father still around? Uh, no, he he actually he died in one of the wars that like sprung up. Yeah, it, it was before the like initial thing. Okay, um, I, I was I think I was young. I think I was young when the Nephilim first uh, broke through, and my father was like long deceased. Okay, so there were there was conflict before the Nephilim. Yes. Okay. What unflattering nickname have your critics given the ace? What is the truth in that nickname? Oh, I think they're I think the unflattering nickname is uh the Starlet. They've started calling her the Starlet and it's kind of this uh it's a sexist nickname because it's like pointing out that she is very beautiful. Um, which is true. She is just by all standards, um, just this beautiful woman, like uh, long jet black hair, like a very um, strong profile. Uh, she's severe looking, but beautiful. Um, and she's been given this this nickname Starlet that uh, sort of, that is underplaying her natural abilities to focus on her attractiveness and like, paint her as a as just a pretty face of pyramon versus her massively destructive abilities okay now do you think the pyramon gave her that or because she's popular and they might be like trying to um i think it started with like a newscaster called her that but whether or not they were kind of fed that line is definitely something that has been debated okay what is something people believe about the ace that isn't true how do you know that she's entirely human i think is um everyone sees her as the beautiful woman that she is Mm -hmm. um but not many people know that she's been uh cybernetically enhanced okay and i know this uh, because I've I, I met her and kind of rudely of me I just kind of like walked through and uh, her arm was off like you walked into yeah. was she in like her dorm and you just like barge in yeah. or was she somewhere she she invited me into she invited me to a dinner once I got into the squadron okay as like a little bit of a celebration and I didn't know where to go, and but I knew where her uh, dorm was. Mm-hmm. So I just I like knocked and like just kind of came in, and her arm was off. Mechanical. Yes. Okay. Uh, the ace's face has been plastered all over the net the last few weeks. What is the context of this viral image? Oh, I think it's a picture of her with her face like contorted into this like furious snarl um i think it was 
it's a leaked image of our comm systems um, during a battle. And uh, I think she's got like a bloody nose. Um, and I think uh, she might have she might have like tears in her eyes uh, and her face is just contorted in rage um, in the middle of this fight. And I think it's been spreading because people are like, oh, the veneer of the of the starlet has cracked. And like they're they're like trying to present it as like this like gotcha image, this um, oh, she's not perfect image. Um, and I think we in her squadron know that she is like very relieved to have this picture circulating, even though it was leaked and it shouldn't have gotten out. She is hopeful that it is going to like reform her image like she's hoping people are going to start taking her seriously because of this image, even right. though it's being used as like a, they think that they're mocking her. Mm-hmm. Are you happy to remain in the ACE's shadow or do you resent them for it? No, I'm, I'm very okay with being in the shadow. I know that like we're a unit and granted the ACE is obviously like, like the hot shot, like she's the best pilot we have, but I know that I'm doing something to contribute something into the squadron and just being part of like an elite crew that that's good enough for me. What's the hardest you've ever seen the ace laugh? You smiled like you might have an answer to this. Do you? Yeah. Okay. I'd like to, I'd like you to answer this question then. Uh, When I walked in and her arm was off, Oh, yeah? And she just started cracking up at me. Usually, she, uh, I don't see her much outside of, like, the battlefield. Mm-hmm. But when I, I guess the look of, like, shock was just, com- like, completely plastered on my face. Mm-hmm. And she just, she lost it and just kept la- laughing at me. I like that. I, yeah, I, I kept apologizing and she just, she couldn't even get, like, a word out. She was just laughing at me. So, so she doesn't take this terribly seriously? Like, like she wasn't worried of you, like telling her secret. No, I don't think so. I, I think she's like, she, she seems confident enough in, like, she knows who she is. Mm-hmm. So she's, she's, she doesn't care. And I, I don't think she would think I would tell anyone anyway. But then again, I don't think she cares. So, what was the career defining mission? that earned the ace their renown. I think it was the night that London was destroyed. Two massive Nephilim descended on London and started laying waste to the city. And the ace was the only one uh, who, when her squadron was deployed survived and it was just she survived by the skin of her teeth with uh i think a sword through one of the nephilim and their massive um bladed appendage like a foot away from her cockpit and i think after that that's when she became known as like this figure in the pilot forces. I don't know if this question is is super related to the prompt. Mm-hmm. Do the Nephilim have like different um, names for like different ones? 
Because you said that, like, these two giant Nephilim. Yeah. Like. I think we assign them code names. I'm now, I'm, like, starting to picture a kind of Pacific Rim style thing. Right. Um, but with these more humanoid creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, these things that are v- very human in shape, uh, but with uh, monstrous appendages. Um, and I think we do give them names. Like based on size or something. Yeah. Or like distinguishing features. Mm-hmm. We name them like we name hurricanes. Right. Yeah. What secret does the rest of the squad keep from the ace? I don't know. I have an idea. Go ahead. Her memories have been altered. Uh, it is not just her body, which has uh, cybernetic enhancements. Um, she has had uh, work done on her mind, and her memory has been altered. She does not remember her failures. Okay. I... We are the only ones. Uh, her failures are not public, Her and they are kept secret even from her. Do we kind of take the fall? Mm-hmm. When like if the squad fails, it's it's on us. I don't even her. think it. I don't even think it's the squad. I think they, they uh, cover up everything. Yeah, I think they report that another squad was on it. Like the okay. ace is not associated with failure at all, and that is a total like pyromon thing. The only people who know about it are like the pyromon higher ups who like are doing the cover up, and us because we are the ones on like on yeah. the we're field. in it. Yeah. Um, and so we keep that from the ace. We keep that her memories are being tampered with. Oh, that was really good. That was really good. I like that a lot. What about the Nephilim freezes you with fear and how does the ace handle it? I think what scares me the most is that they are able to cybernetically kind of alter humans. Um, that's, uh, and seeing that, with the ace not being able to remember things, uh, I think I'm a little bit worried that even like my own memories might have been like I don't really know if I have like military prowess in my family or if that's oh. just something that the Nephilim had. Oh, I'm thinking the Pyramon. That's okay. Yeah, you're thinking Pyramon, but go with it. I, I I love that. Okay. Like you don't know if Pyramon has been messing with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's just something that like could like even feeds my ego, so I'm a little bit more confident in on the battlefield. Like I come from this long line. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what scares me the most is because the ace doesn't know, and if she's the ace then like i have no idea what they've done to people below her yeah have we talked about this fear before like you and i i don't think so i think this is something that i kind of bury okay um i suspect like other people might feel like the same way i think i think everyone kind of fears the pyramon but they're kind of our last hope like as like a as an organization it's Obviously, like, the pilots and the people fighting, I think, are, like, the last hope, but they're the ones that provide us the tools in order to do that, so. Okay. Everyone believes you are weak, but the ace makes you feel strong. Why? I think that in my previous squadrons, I was known for having, I think others had called it a bleeding heart, 
uh, I was very much affected by uh, collateral damage or uh, damage that had, like, if we got to a location and it, there was already severe damage, if I saw blood in the streets, um, I could freeze up. Uh, and I would put myself at risk to avoid collateral damage or avoid the Nephilim doing more damage uh, at the risk of the at the risk of the mission. I would I would risk the mission in order to protect people. And I think because of that, Pyramon was very reluctant to move me up, to promote me, to put me in more important missions. But I think the Ace recommended me for her squadron. And when I asked her why, I think she kind of laughed it off um, and said something along the lines of like, somebody needs to be worried about the people below and for everything else, I'll handle it. Kind of believing that I'm not going to be a hindrance to her because she is, she's got it. Right. What specifically have I done that made you feel weak? Oh. Oh. Because everyone believes you're weak. Mm Mm-hmm. I think we had a mission that I almost blew and uh, because I wanted to, uh, I think there was a car fleeing. There was a car um, trying to flee the scene, trying to uh, escape the battle. And I abandoned the mission in order to, to try to protect it. And I think you rung me out uh, both during the fight and afterwards. Um, And I think you yelled at me, and in hushed tones kind of yelled at me about like risking the ace that way because if we fail the mission then the ace goes under the knife Mm -hmm. and i think i think you rung me out and i felt very i felt weak where are you waiting where are you waiting out the hours before midnight i think i am laying in my bed in the barracks staring at the ceiling and just throwing a ball in the air. If you could describe your emotion in one word, what would you say? Docile is not the word. Because docile means like super calm, super like relaxed. Mm -hmm. It's more like whatever. You know? Like apathetic? Yes. Interesting. A perfect word. Interesting. What is the name of the Aces Echion? How did it get that name? Sorry, let me pull down my book of star names. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Um, Vega is the name of her Echion, uh, named after one of the brightest stars in the night sky, uh, which goes along with um, her nickname. I, I think that played into the media starting to call her the starlet. Mm-hmm. Her Etienne's name is Vega because it is, it streaks through the sky like a shooting star. Um, and I think it is, I think it shines in some way. There's, there's something about it that uh, when it is, I think it is not chrome. I think it has like, maybe it, maybe it has like chrome features, but it is just, it shines like pearlescent. Yeah, and it is it is starlight, uh, and starlike, and um, it is just this like luminous figure in combat. What colors is it? You said chrome. Yeah, I think it's 
I think it's white with chrome um, accents, okay, chrome so and silver accents. Bright. Yeah. Uh, it might have even some like gold like stripes or streaks or features, um, but it's definitely a mix of like I think um, what is it Gundam Unicorn is mostly very like white, um, but it, it's like a lot of white paneling with chrome, silver, and gold accents. Obviously, it's pretty recognizable, right? Yeah. Do people think like oh there's the ace, or do people are like why is that necessary? Like, what's, like, kind of the public opinion on having such a standout? I think it is, uh, I think it's treated very much as, like, the symbol of hope. Like, the okay. like Pyramon's great hope. Right. Um, just that it is this shining beacon of, of humanity, of safety to humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I, a symbol. Yeah. What unseemly rumor exists about Pyramon? Do you believe it? I think that tests beyond cybernetic enhancement have begun testing like their uh like the very baseline of like human experimentation um instead of cybernetics, it's biological testing now mm-hmm. I think they're trying to like bioengineer like the perfect pilots oh, and I completely believe it. Um, like taking a look at the ace if they're erasing her memories if they've added I mean countless like joints appendages to people that have lost them in fights so I don't think they're above like biological tampering how do you so you have this idea and maybe like you might have heard other people come up with this idea this might be your own personal conspiracy theory of this like perfect pilot what do you think of the idea of a bioengineered perfect pilot? I mean, it, it won't exist. If they wanted, if they really wanted it, they could just create AI that do exactly what they want, like in a given situation. Hmm. And that's why I think different squadrons work so well is because different people will do different things in situations. And if they tamper with that, then it could be... You know, if everyone's doing the same stuff, then we'll yeah, see yeah. In the point. You once got into a fight with the ace. What did it look like? What was it over? Um, I think that I got very close to telling the ace about her memory. And I think she misunderstood. So, like, I got very close to hinting at it, right? And she could tell I was keeping something secret from her. She could tell that I was like beating around the bush and she got mad at me. She thought that I was keeping a secret about myself. And I think when I tried to change the subject, I think she did bring up my wife and me like being too stuck in the past about it because she assumed that I I was going to admit something personal or something. And we got into we got into a big fight over that how was that resolved or it did was it resolved or did you just kind of go off um, and that was the end of it we had three awkward sorties where we like went off into the mission and didn't talk to each other very much and then eventually i think the ace apologized first and i very quickly 
accepted the apology, apologized in turn, and then like did not want to go back to the discussion, didn't want to talk about it because didn't want to accident. Like I didn't want to get that close to telling her the truth. The ace risked a court martial once before. What did they do that drew the anger of Pyramon? I think on one of our sorties, the sortie that I uh, kind of ribbed you out, um, I think the ace had to abandon her post in order to try to cover while you protected the the car that was trying to escape. And I think that almost cost the mission. And as the, as the ace is the squad leader, mm. I think um, she risked the court martial for abandoning her, abandoning her post. And I think that's part of the reason why I ribbed you out so much. Yeah. See, it's hard. This one's hard because her failures just are kind of erased. Yeah. This one, this wasn't, this one, we didn't fail. We almost failed. Okay, so that, that kind of makes sense then. Yeah. With her, because ultimately it was a success. Yeah. And. But she still abandoned her. Yeah, she abandoned her post. She and followed I, my lead. Yeah. Why do you think Pyramon was so angry about it? I don't think they actually were. I think it was all for appearances. Oh, interesting. Because there were, um, there were witnesses, there was the car. So I think they had to be more stern with her before because everyone, her, uh, Etchion is so, it's so, it stands out so much that people, I think that car knew it was the ace and I'm sure they would be like, oh, the ace's squadron. Yeah. They, they protected us and like, um, so I think, I don't think Pyramon was actually that upset about it. I think it was, it was more of a slap on the wrist than anything. It was, it was like 95% appearance. So we established two slightly, potentially contradictory details. One, that her, that her, uh, Mac is instantly recognizable. And two, that they claim that like Pyramon there's no official failures. Do you think that they just send her in? Like, generally, there's not supposed to be anyone. There's not supposed to be any witnesses. Like, mm-hmm. combat zones are supposed to be, like, well evacuated. Everybody's underground. Yes. I think that's why I was I was so angry. Because if, if that car would have gotten destroyed, we wouldn't have had to do anything. Like, it wouldn't matter if we yeah. failed. And I think that that's why I was so angry because one, they shouldn't have been there. They didn't follow the orders to evacuate to begin mm-hmm. with. And then we risk the ace being like, we risk failing the mission because um, everything started to break apart. And then we risk the ace, like having her image kind of yeah shattered and then, you know, her going under the knife, getting her failure erased. erased. Yeah. What secret does the squad keep for the ace? Um, I think the ace has a child that is also not public information. And I'm, I'm also, I'm trying to wonder if Pyramon knows about it. 
I was going to ask if she knows she has a child. She does know she has a child because she has confided this in us. Okay. Pyramon might not know. She might have had her child before she joined Pyramon. Or, yeah, I think Pyramon doesn't actually know about her child, which is a big deal because, like, we're supposed to go undergo, like, very deep, intensive, like, psychotherapy and, um, like, like tell them everything mm-hmm. so that they have, like, complete full dossiers on us. Um, but she has, uh, she has a son who is unknown to Pyramon, um, that she sends money to. How old? How old is the son? Mm, like teenager? I think, I want to say like 12. Okay. Like young. What have you heard the ace say that would get them court-martialed if anyone else heard? Do you have any ideas for this one? I'm trying to think. Not really. You can to, X card it. I'm trying to think of something like with her son, maybe. Because she confides in us, and she wouldn't hurt. She wouldn't have said anything. Yeah, I got nothing for this one. I think uh, I heard her say that she would gladly give an entire city up if it meant saving her son. Mm. Yeah, I think this is something that she and I have talked about. A lot because I lost my wife and mm-hmm. she would like she says that she would like do anything to protect her son uh, have you lost anyone in the Nephilim attacks I don't know I, I don't think so um, it was it was me and my mother when I was young because my father died um, at war and I was I was an only child as well so it was just my mother and I and um, she is elderly but she is still alive Hmm. what quiet moment with the ace do you think about often uh i think one saturday i uh was sitting in front of my shrine um with the incense burning and i was reading my wife's uh favorite book which i can't think of what that might be right now it's wuthering heights no yeah sure i said it uh my wife's favorite book was wuthering heights and i'm i was sitting there reading it uh and the ace passed by my dorm and the the door was open a crack and she saw me uh and i think she gently knocked and asked if she could join me and i said yes and she came and she sat down just to kind of pay her respects as well. Uh, And I don't really know what she was thinking about or what she was thinking as she sat there with me, but she waited until the incense burned all the way through. uh, And then she, I think she patted me on the back and stood and left. Was this after your fight? Mm, Yes. But this was, it was like, it was pretty long after my fight, our fight. Like we had already, we had pretty much, mended things like things might have still been a little bit awkward but it was it was pretty it was after our fight but it was pretty long after the fight okay yeah what would no civilians ever believe about the nephilim even if you told them just how unbelievably savage they are because they're humanoid and um most people would think that 
because of that, they have some like resemblance of like humanity. They have like deeper, th- like they can connect with like how other people like they they're empathetic. Yeah, to some degree, and they're just not. It is they have one mission, and it is to get rid of us. Have you ever tried to tell anybody about like have you ever talked to a civilian about fighting? Most people know not to ask. What frightens you most about the Etchion you pilot? Um, what frightens me most about the Etchion is that sometimes I swear it knows what I am going to do before I do it. I I have no proof of this, but I swear that sometimes I go to turn and it is already turning. Um, I go to call you and just a split second before I hit like the comm link button, your window pops open just for like the f- most fraction of a second. I swear sometimes it knows what I'm about to do. I really like that. <laughs> I really like that. Have you, have you told anyone about that? About your, like... I think I've told the ace, and the ace just kind of, like, laughs it off. Like, I know it's crazy, right? What has the ace lost in the war with the Nephilim? She's lost her son. Does she know? She does not know. Oh! She did know. I was, that was my other question. Not, but she doesn't anymore. Okay. What's the most frightened you've ever been in a fight? How did the ace come to your aid? I'm going to X card this one. I'm going to draw again. What is the most impressive part of the ace's legend in your eyes? Um, the most impressive part of the ace's legend to me is... So everyone knows about the time that she saved one of her previous squad mates um, from a brutal Nephilim attack and suffered massive damage to her Etchion. Um, and the, the Vega was out of commission for months and there, was, uh, there were some problems in the meantime. Uh, and it was just this brutal attack that left Vega... Um, partially destroyed, but in doing so, in sacrificing Vega, she was able to protect her squad mate and also like finish off the Nephilim. Uh, and everybody knows this is like her, like one of her like great acts of self-sacrifice. Um, they do not know the extent of it that she lost her arm. Like she actually took a lot of damage from doing that. She lost her arm. Um, she lost, uh, I think some of the functionality in her leg. She almost died. Um, and then was repaired with Pyramon's technology. Everyone believes you are strong, but the ace makes you feel weak. Why? I think my family had a history of being, people know, but my surname, Mm. they, we, we've been a pretty respected military family. Like we've always rose through ranks and everything. And that's kind of fed my ego and everyone being like, Oh, there's uh I, I didn't even come up with a name for me, but there, there they go. That's whoever. Yeah. 
and that that feeds my ego as well so i have like like kind of a strut strutting wait no what's that saying i don't know strut in my step swing to my strut i don't know yeah right (laughs) (laughs) it's escaping me but um i'm walking with like my nose pointed up Mm -hmm. right but uh the ace cuts me down and very and reminds me that without my um etchion that i would have been dead way way long ago and she's right what surprising thing does the ace keep in their etchion's cockpit oh it's a um it's a magic the gathering card her son was really into magic the gathering and there is this card that features um this giant um like angel made of liquid metal that is like the art is this giant like angel standing over like made of liquid metal uh standing over like this cliff with like all these like trees below it um and it's standing there like very regally in the sunlight and uh when she first got deployed uh, she saw the card and and um, took it uh, and keeps it in her cockpit. Is that why her colors are, are like the way they are? I don't think she modeled her etchian after the card. Um, I think it is coincidence or divine providence that okay. they are similar. A part of you secretly doesn't want the war to end. Why not? I don't want the war to end because I see the ace as this parental figure that I didn't really have. And I think, like, pretty selfishly, that I just kind of want to hold on to that. And, yeah, I guess that's really it. The ace of spades. It is midnight. The ace is about to do something reckless. What are you going to do? I think I sit in my dorm and I wait for it to all be over. Um, I do not think I join the ace because I know that Pyramon isn't going, isn't going to court martial, isn't going to execute her. They're going to stop her insurrection They're going to make sure she forgets she ever did it. And then things are going to keep moving forward. And I don't know what it was that made the ace decide to do this, but I believe that despite Pyramon's cruelty, that they're all we have to save us. I follow the ace. She's the ace, she knows what she's doing. I think I've kept enough secrets from her and she's done, done so much for us that this is the least I can do to repay her. And that's it. That's Chasing the Ace. This was much different than the first time we played. Yeah, well, so this is actually my first time ever playing. Oh, really? Yeah, I've I've watched other people play, but I've never played it myself. Okay. And it was it turned out pretty good. I'm very I'm very happy that in the end I made a character and we made an ace that 
I loved the Ace, but also didn't want to join them. Um, which makes me happy because it feels very complex to me, and I don't want. I don't. I would like for everything. I, I would like for this game to never be easy because that's one of the things I really like about For the Queen is that mm-hmm. it's always very complex um, and very uh, nuanced. And I really like that. I loved our ace, and I want. I wanted our ace to succeed, but I don't think my character. I think my character loved the ace and wants the ace to succeed, but also doesn't want the ace, wants doesn't think that that's what's best for people. Right. No, I think you played that very much to your character. Like, why did we make the saddest ace? <laughs> I don't know. That got real dark. I know. I like as soon as I said uh, like the sun like was lost. I was like, oh, I regret saying that. That was good though. That was a good game. So thank you all so much for joining us. Uh, this was Chasing the Ace. Uh, it is a Descended from the Queen game that I wrote, and you can find it at uh, zwgarth.itch.io. Uh, I was joined today by my good brother, Gavin. Uh, well, my brother, Gavin. The, the, good, <laughs> the good. The good brother. brother. The good brother. Uh, my brother, Gavin. Gavin, do you have anything you want to plug? Y'all might know this, but together we do a podcast with our other brother, who is also good, um, (laughs) called Chasing Chocobos, where we play uh, basically every Final Fantasy game. And then uh, we talk about it, kind of. It's mostly tangents. um, Mostly tangents. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And you can check us out, if you haven't already, uh, basically wherever you get your podcasts. And at Chasing Chocobos on Twitter. Oh, yeah. At Chasing Chocobos. No. Do you want to do your Twitch? Uh, yeah, sometimes I, I stream on Twitch. Um, I'm Foam Soldier there. Um, come hang out. Thank you all for joining us today. We want to thank Zach B., our editor. Uh, would also like to thank In Love with the Ghost for the use of their song, Chilling at Nemo's Place. And I would also like to thank all of our patrons who help to support the show and keep it going. Uh, you can find our patron at patreon.com forward slash heartpointspod. If you enjoyed the episode, please spread the word and share it with people. It would mean a lot to us. Uh, If you are not already following us on Twitter, you can find us at heartpointspod. And I think that's it. I don't have our end notes up, even though we usually do. I, I don't know the ending to this one. So yeah. So thank you all so much for joining us today. Until next time, have a very nice day. But, like, a very, very nice one. Perfect. I did it.